This is the Mavericks in Motion podcast. I am your host, Shari Teigman, mindset coach and creative business strategist, and I am here to share with you the Mavericks of the world and pull the curtain back to teach you what it takes to have the mindset of a maverick. Today's maverick is going to blow you away. Having lived in LA on and off for 28 years and volunteering at a homeless shelter on Skid Row since 2011, Brethren Shoe founder and CEO Tian Mu realized what a massive problem the ever-worsening homelessness issue was. Nearly every major freeway had someone holding a sign asking for spare change, and he realized that something had to be done and he wanted to make a more meaningful change. In 2017, he decided to found the company Brethren Shoes after he had uh, the whole idea come to him in a meditation. And he now has created an e-commerce platform for men's shoes that happen to be amazing shoes in their own right, and they're dedicated to serving people experiencing homelessness in America. So it's buy one, give one. So for every pair of shoes that Brethren Shoes sells, they have a chance to donate a pair of shoes to homelessness. So it's an immediate, when you buy one, a homeless person gets a pair of shoes. He's an amazing guy. We go deep into the whole spiritual side of the experience and how freely he lives in flow of what comes next and how he makes his decisions. It's a really, really inspirational conversation, and I'm excited to share him with you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Mavericks in Motion. So as you heard in the amazing intro, we've got a powerhouse here on the show today. Welcome, Tian. I'm really, really excited to dive in to this interesting, unique mission of yours. Thank you so much for having me. So what I am going to avoid doing is, as I said to you before we pressed record, is ask you all of the same questions everyone else asks you. So I'm going to kind of dive into the middle of the story here and ask you, do you see yourself as a maverick? Uh, no. As no. in, I don't... Just so you myself. know, every maverick <laughs> says that because it's just who you are. So when you look at when other people will tell your story or say to you, man, I don't know how you do this. This is so amazing. Where does it fit for you? And what does it feel like? Uh, it feels natural. I mean, it, it came to me through a very powerful calling, right? So when you get a calling like that, you just surrender and say yes, and then just let the rest happen. I mean, you work your ass off, but yeah, um, that's a given. You just, you, <laughs> you just keep going. Um, so you don't really think about it. <laughs> There's really no room for thinking. Yeah. So tell us a bit about that calling. How did that land? What were you doing beforehand? Give us a little kind of taste of what really, how this happened other than the glorious result of it, because I'm sure it wasn't glorious from the start. Oh, and, and it's still not glorious. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur Perfect. is not glorious. You know, people <laughs> only see the successes, but exactly. they don't see the tears, the, you know, and it's always ups and downs. So um, let's see. We'll start with that. So I, I moved to, to L.A. Uh, in 1990. I, I moved here. I, I lived in L.A. on and off, you know, for the past, what, 30 years now. <laughs> I've lived in, you know, uh, many other places as well. But uh, this is mostly home for me. And, um, and as you know, uh, we have a huge um, homeless population issue here in LA, and it's just gotten worse throughout the years. 
Um, so that's one little background. Um, another piece, uh, since you asked, is that actually before this company, uh, I had a game studio. So I, I run a game studio for 17 years. I co-founded that company back in 2002. Um, and so I've, I've actually always been in tech. Um, and uh, when I exited that last year, but actually this uh, brethren came to me in 2017, um, actually came through a powerful meditation, I would say. Um, and I was shown this vision of this, uh, this company, this uh, e-commerce shoe platform. Uh, and the funny thing is actually, I, I never had any interest in e-commerce nor in shoes. <laughs> You're like, I think this is someone else's message, meditation. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. Right. The wrong number. <laughs> but but it grabbed me, um, and uh, and it was so powerful. I remember it uh, it brought me to my knees, and then tears just streamed down my cheeks. And I was shown this vision. Now, of course, that's it's a vision. It's a possibility, yeah. right? And it's saying, hey, you know, if you do this this is where it could lead. This is what it could do for the world, right? And um, and then for the next few days, I just, you know, meditated on it and it just felt really good. It was very powerful. It just grabbed me. And I said, you know, let me, let me try this thing. I, I don't know how to, I've never done an e-commerce platform. I've never sold shoes or, or, or any, <laughs> anything like that, <laughs> um, but let's try it. And then everything just fell into place almost effortlessly. It was amazing. Now that's not to say there hasn't been, you know, challenges along the way um but you know it was it was just so magical how everything I happened now i have a question for you so this yes. this calling comes to you this vision comes to you you're resourceful and entrepreneurial by nature you decide something and you go make it happen a lot of people get afraid to step into their greatness whether it's a mission like this or bravery in a relationship or changing their body or letting go of things that hurt them you know whatever angle we're talking about it is a bravery courage muscle how do you how did you dance between the reality of well i have a company and i have you know a life already without this you didn't have nothing and you were sitting on someone's sofa and created this how did you navigate the crossover into creating the vision and dream while feeling like i'm crazy while i'm doing this but hey it's a viable thing how did you navigate even just financially time management of how much time was this going to get in reference to everything else in your life? Um, uh, to be honest, I didn't really think anything of it. It just when it when, when for me, when something when I get this pull, I and it feels good, then I just go do it. I don't really think about oh, how can I make this happen? I just know it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, you just, you make time, right? Time, time is, illusion, is this illusion. And, and even though, yes, we only have 24 hours a day, each one of us, but somehow if you make something a priority, you make time for it, right? And it just, it's gonna work. You make the calls, you write the emails, you yeah. sit down and make your list. Um, but also, you know, actually when this happened, I was already ramping down my other business. Mm. So there was this, this period of reflection of, you know, thinking of going, okay, what is next? So this all happened very, mm. um, yeah, all, all, all happened very synchronistically. I love it. So talk to me about the whole, the brethren. Were you involved in the homeless community beforehand to have this much of a connection or calling? 
So uh, in, in high school, I volunteered uh, at shelters. You know, we made meals and all that. But I didn't do anything other than, you know, the, the really, you know, for years before this, I was involved in education-related charities mm -hmm. and organizations because that's a big uh, cause and big calling for me, and it still is. Um, but I think it's just, you know, living in LA um, and seeing, like, you know, everywhere you drive, you know, when you're getting off the freeway, off-ramp, there's always someone holding up a sign asking for help, asking for money, asking for change. Um, it really takes a toll on you. And, and you can't just ignore that anymore. Yes, I can give them change here and there, you know, uh, but it's not creating real, you know, it's not making real difference, you know. So after a while, it just it became a calling. <laughs> and to be honest, it just mysteriously found me. It's beautiful. So my next question is, and this is a biggie because I've interviewed a couple of other socially responsible people who create these amazing things, but they're also running real businesses. Like this is a real business. This is not a charity. This is not a non-for-profit. You're exactly. running a company. It's an e-commerce yes. company. You sell beautiful shoes. Do you design them yourselves? Like, give us a little background about the shoes themselves. You know, it's brethren shoes and it's buy one, give one approach. So just everyone understands how this works. For every customer has a chance to do more for someone that when they buy a shoe, a shoe is donated to home to someone homeless and that goes directly to them. It's not money, it's a pair of shoes. Exactly, exactly. And actually right now we partner up with uh, about a dozen charities, uh, uh, shelters. And so we, we deliver the shoes to them and then they distribute the shoes to their you know clients you took one of my questions i would say how do you facilitate that because i can't imagine <laughs> end of a day of running your company you're now wandering the streets handing shoes out although that would be lovely not we, we did that one time we yeah. did go go down to uh um skid row and we just hand the shoes out but it's you know it, it's different when you actually work with you know a shelter and 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 you know the shoes are going to you know to the right hands yes. or the right feet <laughs> in this case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but sorry, so so to answer your, I don't know if you finished your earlier question. So the other question is the company-wise, while the mission is amazing, in order to have this mission and help these people, you need to be running a successful company. Right. So you then you have need to learn to... this whole aspect of shoes and figuring this. And what was it about shoes? Did it, was that part of the calling, the vision as well in the meditation? Yeah, I mean, shoes, right? Like, so, <laughs> I mean, the, our connecting point between our bodies and our planet is our feet, yes. right? And without your feet, you can't go anywhere, right? <clears throat> Being mobile, you got to travel. And to travel, you got to walk or run or skip or jump, right? And they, <clears throat> excuse me, and they all require your feet. Um, and, uh, and actually, I, I'm not sure if you knew this, but 66% of the homeless population in our country uh, has major foot problems, foot issues um, mm -hmm. from, oh, big time, from uh, infections to bunions to uh, inability to, to walk. I mean, all sorts of issues. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and uh, when I did the research, I found that they all trace back to one single source, and that source is ill-fitting shoes. It's such a simple problem. It's a simple solution, yet 
you know, people, I mean, it makes sense, right? If you're homeless, you don't have money, you yeah. know, you depend on donated shoes. And a lot of times people donate second hand, you know, or yes. second foot shoes. <laughs> um, and, and the problem with that is, you know, if someone has, you know, infections or have, you know, someone has an athlete foot, right? And then, you know, you give those shoes to, to someone else, they're going to get it, <laughs> right? Or if your shoes aren't properly fitting for another person and they wear your shoes because they're maybe a little tight or a little big, later on, you're going to develop problems. Yeah. So if you have foot problems, then you can bet that later on, you're going to have knee problems. You're going to have hip problems, right? And then a year later, months later, you're going to find yourself uh, not be able to walk. That's a, it's a serious issue. So for me, shoes you know, uh, it's kind of like underwear. You don't want to donate exactly. used underwear. <laughs> and there are other things you kind of just want fresh. Exactly. So I do believe people, people need to have new shoes that fit them properly. And also the other thing is when you wear a pair of nice shoes, you know, or a nice suit or clothes, when you go out, it really makes you feel good. It makes you feel like a person, right? You feel good, you feel confident. So if I'm going to a job interview, right? I got this nice suit, nice shoes. I go in, I feel good about myself. I feel more confident. So it's really, you know, it's, it's two, two things, right? right? One is we want to, it's a, it's a health issue. We want people to be healthy, right? So actually that's why our model is gifting healthy feet to those in need right so and then the second thing is really about empowerment it's empowering people to make them feel good feel confident about themselves that's that's really why you know it's about shoes i love this i love it because it is so such a big piece of mindset and you know we i think people forget i live in new york so i, I trust me on the on the flip side we've got and i was in the city last night and homeless everywhere and add on the freezing cold weather i mean it's heartbreaking and you want to not look at them in the eye. You want, you know, they're driving, they're walking between cars. It's just, it's a horrible, it's a horrible thing. Um, and some people just ignoring them and it wears someone down. And I think what I want to highlight is a lot of people don't understand, not to sound dramatic here, but people who are homeless are not these horribly mentally ill, angry, dangerous people. It's a slippery slope to get there. It could be, especially in our country with medical bills, Someone in the family got sick. They lost their job. They lost a family member. You know, they had a couple of wobbly months and, and all of a sudden they're out on the street. So, um, you're absolutely right. You, you know, when died, those of us who are homed, as some of us like to say, we're homed and we have what we have and we look at them with this disdain or this disgust, like they're vermin, like rats are running on the street, to not understand that A, we're, very, we're all very close to that, both from a mental health perspective, as well as, as you beautifully said, the empowerment flipping. What is the determination of, that gets someone off of the streets? Someone's belief in them. Someone's sharing their belief in them that they can borrow to learn how to believe in themselves. Well-fitting shoe clothing someone taking the time i've seen i've actually been trying to reach out i think it's in california there's a hairdresser that on his day off he goes out and cuts the hair of the homeless yes guy. yes and amazing just, i mean there's actually a few there's a guy in london that does that. there's someone faces. in new york that yes. does that oh i'm gonna find him i'm gonna find him you see <laughs> on their faces how differently they feel they're human beings someone cleaned them up you know someone gave them the time and attention it's not exactly. really about the shoes and i'm not diminishing what you do at, at all it's beautiful mm. 
it's one piece of giving them something back. It's about human dignity. Absolutely. That's what this is about, Definitely. you know? Um, and, and, and you, you know, what you said earlier to totally, totally resonates with, you know, with my mission, with what we're doing. I mean, the thing is, anybody could become homeless in our country. And that, that's reality. You know, after I launched this company, a few of my friends, you know, came, came out of their, their closet and said, hey, Tian, you know, at one point I was homeless. I'm like, what? So a guy is a very successful, successful investment banker. Another person was a celebrity trainer. Another person is a, a JPL engineer. And they were all homeless at one point in their lives. And they share the stories. And actually, if you go to uh, brethrenshoes.com, you know, we have a section on stories, stories of our brothers in need. And you'll see, actually, they're... You hear the real people's story. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there was a, a professor from, from UC Berkeley, right? There's, you know, investment banker. There's, you know, just you go, wow, how do you go from living that kind of life to to being on the streets in, you know, six months, nine months, you read their stories and you can, you can see this could very well happen to you. You know, just like you said, with the, our healthcare issue, uh, our healthcare system, right? If you're behind on your bills or say oh, someone you it, love. It's within a couple of months, the wheels. Exactly, exactly. You can't pay that and then, you know, you're yeah. sick, you can't go to work and then you get fired from your job and then you're behind on your mortgage or your rent. And next thing you know, you're, you're in the streets, <laughs> you know, so this really could happen to anybody. And, and so more than anything, I, I feel what people need, I mean, to, to really solve this problem, it's really about compassion and understanding, right? Like, like we just need to really care about each other and know, hey, that guy right there, that could be your brother. That woman right there, that could be your mother. Right. If we, if we could see everyone as ourselves or as our brothers and sisters, then we're not going to let anybody, you know, be in that kind of condition. And that's really what it takes that for us to, to solve this issue collectively. And then the story doesn't build about the they and the us. And, you know, we also have to, to, to piggyback on the compassion piece is you know, from a very meta place, it starts with us and it builds out to the next person and it builds out to the community. But if we take our own personal responsibility about what we're willing to look at, what we're willing to not look away from, then I'm not gonna say it's gonna solve the problem entirely. No, but it won't be ignored because each person can help one person. You are helping hundreds, thousands, however many is this gonna build to, which is beautiful. And you didn't have to do it in this, Mother Teresa, altruistic, quit your job, live on food stamps, stress to help you. You know, there are ways in our, in today's world, it's a rich mentality of a rich life, rich in abundance of finances, rich in abundance of compassion and love for others and truth telling and being able to be vulnerable and being able to be bold in that vulnerability of, hey, I can't ignore this. Who's going to not ignore this with me? And it gives exactly. other people permission to step in like, oh, well, I didn't know how to do it, so I didn't do anything. Well, now you all know how. You can buy a beautiful pair of shoes and help someone and then come up with your own creative idea or learn to sit in meditation and get your own message, um, which is just, you're not doing this to be a hero. You're doing it to live your life in integrity and live an abundant maverick way because everyone wins when everyone wins. Exactly, exactly. 
So talk to me about your spiritual side. Is this something that is newer to you? Is it something that you found along the pathway of achievement or hardship? Bring us along the road. So actually, I had my, my awakening 10 years ago, <laughs> my spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it just it came to me. And I think it was simply my time, um, you know, because I, I, I've noticed that typically um, spiritual awakenings come in one of two forms, either through desperation or inspiration. And mm-hmm. more often than not, it's the former, right? When someone hits their, their lowest low, right? They hit the rock bottom. They, they don't... Listen, yeah, they don't see the point them. of living anymore. And then they wake up. They wake up to truth, to reality, um, to love. And, and for me, it was really more just, you know, I was asking myself a question. You know, this was 2009, towards the end of 20, 2009. And I remember driving around because, you know, I, I had my game studio at the time. It was near Beverly Hills. You know, I had almost daily meetings in that area. So it's very wealthy, as you know. Um, but, you know, when I go there and I look at these people, right, in their cars, in their restaurants, and a lot of them just look like they have so much pain. Yeah. And, 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 and I go, hmm. I'm like, what? what? Like drones. Yeah. It, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you can, even though they're wearing their Rolex watches, and, <laughs> you know, Tom Ford suits, exactly. but you're just like, why are they in so much pain? Um, what is really happening? So that... That's the question that got me on this journey, I would say. And then, you know, things happened and it's, it's a long story, <laughs> but that's, that's how, yeah. So, and, and what's interesting for me is, you know, I, I, I never grew up in a spiritual or religious family. And in fact, you know, I, I was born in China, you know, so coming from a communist country, you know, I was taught to not believe in anything in the spiritual right so i was actually an atheist <laughs> so so going from that to where i am now you know it, it's just been a beautiful journey and i took every step on my own right to there was no crutch along the way there's not not like a family member saying, hey beliefs to undo other than don't believe in anything which is a big one a big one to undo mm-hmm. but it's not as though you had a dogma that you believed so, you know, it really came. Well, the dogma is that, you know, what you see, what you can touch, yeah, this is reality. This is it. Believe in nothing else. I mean, that was, that was that's a huge one. <laughs> there, is. there is, especially when we say, you know, we say, those of us who are more spiritually inclined, we create our own reality. Well, if your reality sucks, then you're screwed if you can't do anything about it. Which exactly. People are miserable. Um or they think it's luck-based, which doesn't exist also. Um, how, have you, how has this spiritual awakening changed this, your entrepreneurial spirit? Because again, you didn't then go off and sit and meditate on a mountain. You are very accomplished. You've built things, you've, you've, built, you know, you've raised capital for things. I mean, you are a go-getter in the midst of it. So how does your spirituality support um, uh, what you actually create in the world? Well, well it... Um... It reshaped my my view, my perspective of reality of the world. Um, also, you know, since then, one, I, I I started doing everything very intentionally, right? Like everything with intention, everything with love, actually, um, and then everything, you know, from place of service. Like I, I realized I'm here simply to serve and to love and to be loved, and that's it. Right. And so then 
from there you go, you know, when you do business, you go, okay, I need to be transparent in all ways. And, you know, I, I want to make sure people to know this is what's really happening. Right. And, and, you know, and we always I, get met with that same level of integrity and awareness and consciousness when it comes to businesses and money and investors. So, you know, let's not pretend that everyone's all excited when someone enlightened walks into a meeting, they're like, Oh God, here we go. But, but you know, what's interesting though, is that, you know, all my meetings nowadays, business or otherwise, you know, pretty much within 30 minutes of, our conversation it just usually takes a turn and it's then becomes you know you know conversation about life about god about spirituality and it's really really interesting and 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 you notice that everybody thinks about it but most people don't talk about it because mm -hmm. they don't want to be judged they don't want to you know they don't want to be like well oh, this is inappropriate or oh I, I can't talk to anyone about this this is you know I, I must be a weirdo to think about these things but when you wear it on your sleeve and you just open that conversation up and you realize everyone is thinking about this <laughs> and, and, and no and, and i said earlier like exactly. the vulnerability yes. if he's talking about it and they have assigned you in the regular human experience certain level of success certain level of um respect that they would give to you whether or not you asked for it they listen very differently so it becomes very mission driven to have those conversations because you're enabling people who wouldn't have them to, with anyone else it's one of the reasons i started this podcast and my other podcast which is a solo one four years ago is because people are afraid to have these conversations but they want to be part of them at least to listen in at least to know oh what's what's that what what are they talking about Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, because I, I am of the mind that we all come from the exact same place. In fact, there's only one of us, right? I'm literally sitting here having a conversation with myself <laughs> from a different perspective. Yes. Right? So knowing that, knowing that we're all from the same place and we're made of the same stuff, then, you know, whatever I share, I know that's in you as well. Yes. Then I just know it is absolutely okay to talk about it, to share those feelings. So, and then, you know, there's no judgment and, you know, and once they can feel that, oh yeah, I'm not judging them. I'm, I'm just this guy and I'm here just, hey, let's, uh, let's play together. And then they open up and they, they share. <laughs> and, you know, it also brings a lot of different sort of business deals and a lot of that level of conversation lowers the guard on people trying to get one over on somebody or how can we collaborate and make it better? You know, one of the tenets that I teach is power versus connection. Every human contact is looking for one or the other. So it doesn't matter if it's in relationships, in business, friendships, family members, power versus connection. As soon as you can lean into more connection where we can share power and everyone win, then you're not pegged against anybody and they're not pegged against you. And if you come in with your energy, they can't help but be drawn to it and say, oh, we can put the negotiating tools down. And we're not, I'm not saying that there aren't logistics of business deals or financial conversations that need to happen, but they happen at a very different level. Exactly, exactly. Because nowadays when I get walk into a business meeting, right away, I, I first state my intention for this meeting and let the people know right away, this is where I'm coming from. This is, this is where I am right now. And let's all get on the same page. And when you do that, people do 
uh, for the most, they get on the same page with me. They go, oh, oh, cool. Oh, okay, so we can talk about that. Great. Oh, I can now put my guard down, like you said, like take off that armor now, <laughs> right? Because for me, I always talk about, you know, when I get into a business deal, it has to be an epic win. An epic win for me means every yeah. party involved has to win, right? If there's one losing party, then ultimately we all lose. Even if you think, ooh, I, I, I got it. This, I got that guy this time. Ooh, I get what you, what you thought you wanted and then you have like this sore stomach and you're like, ooh, something about that felt off. Right. But also, you know, because I also, you know, I, I'm a student of the universe. I observe the universal laws, right? And one of the laws is cause and effect, mm -hmm. you know, or as we call karma, right? And that karma is a real thing. <laughs> so yeah. yes, today I may have shafted you in a deal. Yeah. Hey, guess what? It's going to come back to me. And it may oh. not come back to me in the form of another de business deal. It could be my health. It could be in a car accident. There are yeah. many ways things happen to people. So for me, once you know that, you're like, well, why would I ever want to do anything that could harm anyone else? Because the truth is, I am harming myself ultimately. And I don't want to harm myself. I love myself too much. <laughs> and And you're looking at what you can see as that cumulative effect and that energy floating around where everyone else is looking separate. It's like, this is not going to make any sense to any of us. There's just no point. Interesting. I love it. So um, tell me about the products themselves. So these shoes are, you guys produce them. I mean, they're gorgeous. I was on the website earlier. Thank you. Thank you. So, so no. Okay. So again, uh, talk, talk about synchronicities. So my queen, um, her family business is actually in, uh, in the men's shoe business. They've been making shoes for the past 30 years. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's just all these things happen for a reason. <laughs> right. Um, and they have hundreds of styles and they have this beautiful, this beautiful warehouse here in L.A., um, you know, 40,000 square foot. So I have access to all those beautiful shoes. Um, so, again, you know, with most e-commerce companies, you know, one of their biggest problems is inventory. Right. And I don't really have that problem. <laughs> You know, I don't have to pay for these shoes up front, which is just, again, it's just such a blessing, you know. Um, so right now we're selling uh, shoes from other suppliers, other brands, um, but we're very, again, we're very intentional. So all of our shoes are animal friendly, uh, meaning they're not leather, you know, like even our boots, they, they look no, like they're made of leather. Like the boots, they really look like leather. Oh, oh, they are. I mean, even when you, when you get them, you feel them in your hands, yeah. unless you're, unless you're a professional, unless you're in the, in the trade, you wouldn't be able to tell. They look like leather. They feel like leather, you know, but you know, they're not leather. They're all man-made or synthetic, you know? So, you know, but the reason I don't call them vegan shoes, it's because, for certain shoes, um, the glue they use, the, the, the manufacturer uses, so, sometimes the glue contains animal product. And we just don't know which ones uh, contain uh, animal products. So we don't want to say, hey, our shoes are vegan because we don't know for sure. You know, but they're definitely animal friendly. We don't use any leather in, in our shoes and our products. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, but it's not highlighted all over the website. That's so interesting. Well, we, 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 we do mention it because no, again, it's here's the thing, right? Like, I, we want, yeah. yes, I mean, we want our main message to be, Hey, we're here to actually help 
you know, those in need to help someone experiencing homelessness in America. It just, you know, if we highlight everything we do, then there are just way too many messages for people. <laughs> and then they go, they're, you know, so I, I want to make sure, you know, when people oh, talk about them. brethren, the first thing that comes to mind is, hey, when I buy a pair, someone in need in the U.S. gets a pair, right? That's, we're very focused on that. You know, right now we're about helping those in need in our country. Now, that's not to say I don't want to help other people in the world, but to me, it just doesn't make sense when your neighbor is suffering and yet I'm going abroad <laughs> to say, hey, let me go do it, which is beautiful, but you're 100% right. We've had enough problems locally. Um, Right. And, and once we have, once, you know, all of our brothers and sisters are taken care of, hey, let's help, you know, those others. I mean, I, I'm all for that, but I believe let's, let's start small and let's start close. <laughs> right. So, and, and also, you know, people here who we can help as well. We don't have to only go elsewhere. Exactly. So, so right now, you know, right now we don't have our own shoes yet. Although last year uh, we did develop our own branded, our own style of shoes and they're really interesting. And we actually put some uh, interesting technology or I should say like, you know, even this gamification aspect into the shoes, again, coming from my gaming background. Um, so this year we'll see, you know, um, if all goes well, I'm going to raise a round of small round of financing to get these things, uh, get these shoes in production. Um, so, so for, for the time being, if you go to our website, we only carry other brands. Um, but you know, if all goes well later on this year or next year, we'll have our own shoes, our own brand issues. Um, and, uh, and also in addition to, um, you know, you buying a pair, we donate a pair for, for some people, if they want to help more, they can actually, uh, buy shoes for someone in need as well. Oh, so another thing, I don't know if you noticed on our website is, no matter the brand, no matter the style, we sell all our shoes for one price, which is sixty-six dollars. <laughs> what is this um, six number? How'd you come up with the sixty-six? So, so, so there's two, two, two reasons. So, actually, how the number came through again, it was through meditation. I, I mean, literally, it was this voice, this, this. Um, you know, I again, if I want to go woo woo. I can say, you know, my spirit guide, so she told me. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm home. I'm, I'm me, my. Exactly. Yeah, so you are with your people. <laughs> they, I mean, they, they showed me the number. They're like, hey, this is, these are some of the numbers. This is how you want to do it. It just, because, because as we know, each these numbers, I mean, 66 is a master number, right? Like 11, 22, 33. And it contains a very specific energy. Um, and, and so that's, that's one place where this came from. And two, we want to make sure these shoes are very affordable. So one of the core values of my company is inclusivity, right? So like a lot of brands you see out there today, they're all about being exclusive, right? They're like, oh, if you can own our stuff, you wear our stuff, you, you're somehow better than others. And to me, that's such an old paradigm. <laughs> like for me, I want everybody to come to my party, right? Like we're all, you guys are all welcome. You're all cool, cool enough and good enough to be here. So when people come to Brethren, the only thing that should be on your mind is what do I need today? What type of shoes do I need? Not what can I afford here? This is amazing. Right? I mean, what kind of shopping experience? That does not happen. <laughs> wow. Thank, thank I mean, you. that so is really, not like a dollar you... store. 
which makes you feel really good and abundant when you walk in there. And then you stop at each thing. So wait, how much does this cost? Oh, wait, it's all the same price. It's a, yeah, it's all a dollar, right? <laughs> so same, same with our, 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 our sure. you, know, you come, no matter, you know, I, I've had actually customer, there was a, a one repeat customer who actually wrote to me and he said, hey, Tian, how come you're selling your shoes for $66? He's like, you know, I was really skeptical before I made my first purchase because mm -hmm. I thought there's probably something wrong with your shoes. Oh. And as soon as he got his shoes, he ordered a second pair. He's like, I've got another pair of boots similar to these and I paid 180 bucks for, <laughs> right? He's like, you can literally sell your shoes for like 150, 180, but why don't you do it? I'm like, well, because if I put it at that price, a lot of people wouldn't be able to afford these shoes, yes. right? That defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> I, I, I want everybody to be wearing good shoes, right? To be comfortable. Um, I, I mean, I saw, you know what? I didn't notice they were all the same. I clicked through. So I have two boys. I'm like, ooh, they'll love these shoes. Um, and one of my sons just turned vegetarian. So he's going to be very happy about the um, <laughs> nice. you know, animal product in it as well. So you will be getting an order from me. Um, oh, I hadn't even noticed you. that. And, and I love it because it's such another another level from a psychological and energetic place of how we all really are the same. You're taking away another societal cultural pressure of, well, I can't look at that page because it's too much, or I'm already limiting myself before I even come on because I may not be good enough to purchase from here. I mean, we all walk around with these messages all day long. Right, right. So really this, like I said, you know, when this, when the, the message was, or the vision was shown, you know, this is really about taking business to 5D. Again, I'm going woo-woo. <laughs> right? I'm, it's, I'm it's, waiting for you on the other side. Bring it. Uh, perfect, perfect, perfect. You know, so since, since, since as, as you know, our, you know, our planet is transitioning, right? It's moving into, you know, this dimension of love into 5D. And so everything on it, including businesses, it needs, you know, they need to also elevate to that frequency. So that's why, again, for this business, it's now about inclusivity. It's about transparency, right? It's about, you know, epic win for all. You know, all these qualities have to be there. You know, there's another thing actually with what we do is, um, um, you know, uh, for our buy one, give one. Um, so, so, you know, with a lot of other buy one, give one companies, you know, when you make a purchase, you just assume, okay, you know, a donation is made. Right, like you don't really know or uh, where where that donation fifteen percent goes to blah blah blah. Makes you feel good for a minute, but you don't then know. Right, you, you don't know for sure. You just have to trust that. Okay, <clears throat> a pair of shoes went to some kid somewhere in you know in a third world country, right? Mm -hmm. um, but with us, actually, every month when we make uh, or after we make our donation delivery, <clears throat> we actually send out an email to all the co customers who are part of that delivery batch and we we actually let them know exactly where their shoes their donation shoes went like which shelter in what city received their shoes and there's always a picture to go with it too so they can see you know us making that delivery at that shelter so again it just adds another level a layer of accountability and transparency i'm blown away i am totally blown away this is so amazing i hope you i know you're in it and i know it's your mission and i know it's how you see the world but I hope you realize what a gift you're giving other people to know that entrepreneurship is possible with from the right place. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm <laughs> with goosebumps. Um, I know I reached out to you to interview you, but I'm now like 
fangirling like crazy. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> like my brain, my entrepreneurial brain is like, ooh, what else could we build? What else? And, 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 and I need help. So whoever is listening, if you're interested Perfect. in this type of venture, you know, to be honest, though, you probably don't know this, but I am brethren. I am it. Like, I do everything. <laughs> you, you do all of this. You are I do, yeah, I do everything from fulfillment to making the donation deliveries. And, you know, like, even though you go to our website, it looks like, you know, we're this business where, you know, and, and everything runs smoothly, but I'm actually doing everything myself. Again, you know, when you're a startup, you just yeah. have to do everything. You know? And if you're not ready to do that, you're not going to get to the point where you're not startup anymore. <laughs> part, of, part of the joy, part of the initiation, exactly. let's call it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so at the end of each podcast episode, I like to run through, for those of you who don't know, I teach all about a maverick life and a maverick business. And there are five areas in my teaching that I focus on. So they are self-relationship, business, well-being, and creativity. So I like to do a quick fire round with each maverick that I speak to, to find out what are either a philosophy that you have about the topic or something you've learned, uh, something you may be struggling or working with. You know, we, we, I don't believe in compartmentalization or balance. So they're always, no matter how good we are at minding ourselves and growing ourselves, there is always going to be uh, an area that we are maybe less strong or stronger in. So I'm going to, it's like game show style. I will throw out a word and you give me back either a philosophy, something you've learned, something you are work, currently working on, or maybe even something you struggle with within this area. Hmm. Okay, let's try it. Are you ready? All right, me too. All right. We're going to start with self. Self. Uh, so what's the word that comes to mind or what am I working what on? comes to mind or something that really stands out for you that has maybe helped you on your Maverick journey. Well, for you, you know, it's probably such this strong, intuitive, uh, spiritual side. When you nurture yourself, look at what's gone on, how much your life has changed. But is there something that you're specifically working on or maybe something someone once told you that kind of the penny dropped and you said, wow, that really shifted your perspective? Actually, uh, I, I work on all aspects of self. Um, for me, uh, personal growth is very, very important uh, in my life. So every day I'm reading, um, I'm just, uh, you know, leveling up, you know, looking at, okay, what, you know, what else do I need to work on right now? You know, um, one big thing for me was patience, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also just being in the flow, for instance, you know, when you have a type A personality, you're a go-getter, you're always out there, you're yeah. hustling, you're making things happen you forget, you know, you, you think you're in control, but then you, oh, you know, yeah. you realize you're actually not in control. That's an illusion, <laughs> right? So, so one thing, for instance, I, I, I like sharing with my friends is that, you know, the one thing that, that truly belongs to you in this world is your body, right? This is one thing that, you know, you're born with and you're going to die with, right? And, and this is one thing that's, that stays with you your entire life. And yet, this one thing that's truly yours, you don't even have to control over it, right? You can't control when you get sick or not. Or when you're sick, you can't control, hey, when can I, can I get healthy like right away or in two days? You can't. So if you don't even have control over that one thing that tr that's truly yours, what else do you have control over? Nothing. <laughs> right? That's when, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so then you just have to realize, oh, I'm actually a passenger. Yes, I'll set my intentions, you know, but I'm a passenger 
on, on this ride. So just go with the flow, right? No need to push so hard. No need to try to, you know, manipulate or any of that. And, and if anything, you know, one thing I learned is we often get in our own way of, you know, achieving. <laughs> so just, just relax, sit, you know, just go with the flow, surrender, um, and also be patient. And, and, you know, that's a big lesson too, because, you know, I realized being patient is not an inactive thing right being patient is not the same as being passive because it's actually it takes very active energy to be patient (laughs) and people think it is passive people think it's weak and it's actually the greatest strength active surrender active patience because it's so consciously not reacting on autopilot which is I, a, exactly so try it you'll know immediately exactly so it's really the difference between you know reacting to something versus responding to something right it's, it's again you go okay i'm not going to just react to this situation or to this person i'm going to respond to this person so now there's intention behind it so now now I'm in control. I'm in the driver's seat this time. I love it. I love it. All right, let's move to relationships. This could be business relationships, personal relationships, family, friendships, whatever the word means to you. Uh, it's, it's the most important thing in my life. <laughs> I mean, I can't do what I do. I, I couldn't have built anything without the support and help and love of, you know, everyone around me, right? I have an amazing tribe. I have a a fantastic support system, right? Like, you know, really that saying, you're the average of the five people, the three people you spend most time with. And that is so true, (laughs) right? So you just look around, who do I hang out with, right? And and then who can I learn from? You know, I I really, for me, um, I love being around people. I love being inspired and energized by people and I do the same for them and that's what really fuels me and again even with brethren right to me yes it looks like it's about selling shoes but actually we do so much more I mean for instance you know uh, beginning of last year I launched this program called brethren support circle so every other month I go to a shelter and I sit with these homeless folks and we sit in a circle and I, I go in usually with no agenda whatsoever. And I just sit and let them talk and see what the, you know, what this conversation wants to become. And then we go there and magic happens, right? So it's really about connecting. And that's really what gets me going the most is, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, I hate to say this. It's actually not the selling shoes part. That doesn't turn me on that much. It's yeah. when I get to make those deliveries and when I get to sit with those people and talk to them and connect with them. So really, my shoes are just, that's just the calling card. That's what gets me in the door to speak to those folks, right? And then I get to know them and, and I, do, I discover this divine spark in each one of them. And you're like, oh my God, you're amazing. You have this talent, this gift, you know, in each one of them, each one of us, you know, and, and that's really, that's, that's what fuels me. So relationship is really all I do. <laughs> it's all about building relationships. And were you always surrounded by people like this? Or do you feel like as you awakened and became more conscious of your time and your energy, you chose differently? Actually, no, I think I've always been like this. I mean, a lot of my very close friends today, uh, they've been my friends since high school. You know, I'm in my early 40s, <laughs> right? Like, so some of my closest friends, um, you know, they're friends who've been friends since we're 14. Um, and, and I think you just, you know, I, I think 
each person carries a certain energy, right? And, and when you have that, you walk in certain, certain situation, you're going to attract others that vibrate on that same frequency. Well, 100%. All right, next up, we've got business. So what, what about it? <laughs> I mean, the whole time I talked about business. I know. So, there, so is there, well, we, we all, I, I know I have, I'm sure everyone listening will love it as well. Your philosophies on business, how it ties into so much of how you see life in general. What would you say is the future of how you see your scaled business? So like you said, there are other projects you want to work on. How do you decipher between that entrepreneurial frenetic, excited, visionary brain and the groundedness of um, who you want to be and what you want to create in the world. Ah, I see. So actually what I, everything I do now, I, I look at, um, so let's, let's step back for a second. So my, uh, a few years ago, I realized what my purpose for this lifetime is, which mm -hmm. is to assist the awakening of the mass consciousness. I mean, that's why I am here this lifetime. So basically, any business opportunity, any opportunity shows up, I go, okay, does this serve that purpose? If it does, then I'll look, look into it. If it doesn't, then I'll just say, I'll just pass. And that's it. So everything I do, I go, does this align with my purpose, with my mission? If it does, then I'll play or I'll explore. If it doesn't, then, you know, I let it go. As you said earlier, I mean, if that's not the, the definition of flow, I don't know what is. <laughs> yes. Um, next, we have well-being. So this can be wellness in your body, wellness of mind, your mindfulness. How do you fit everything oh. else in under the category of well-being? Well, I, I believe, I mean, again, if you don't have good health, you don't have anything, yeah. right? If, if I'm sick today, there's no way I can work on my business, mm -hmm. right? So health has to be number one. And really health is all about balance, right? Like when you get some kind of disease in your body or some kind of illness, it's because there's an imbalance in your body. And then you really look into that. And again, that's where I go back to my, my, uh, my spiritual origins, right? I, I realized that all diseases, you know, before they manifest as a physical disease in my body, it comes somewhere from the spiritual side from my psyche from my emotions right so then i examine that is it there's too much stress going on in my life is that what's causing it is it something else right so so you know to 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 make sure i stay you know i i i stay balanced you know every day you know in the morning i when i wake up i do the winhof um breathing uh techniques right so that really just gets my body oxygenated and it's fantastic right so after that i do yoga you know, I do yoga maybe five, six times a week, you know, and, and I meditate, I read. Um, so I just, I try to live a very balanced life. <laughs> um, I'm not vegetarian, you know, but again, I just follow my body, right? Like if, if my body says, hey, today I want to eat meat or I want to eat fish, then I go eat fish, right? But then there are other days my body says, I do not want to touch meat. I only want vegetable and fruit. Then I eat vegetable and fruit. So I just, you know, I get in tune with my body and I just go with the flow. Again, I, I guess, I guess our theme today is about flow. <laughs> it a hundred percent is. And lastly, we've got creativity. So yeah. how does creativity play a role in your life in reference to this flow, as well as, as you said, you know, that driven, type A hustle excitement and then the more 
feminine energy, not calling you feminine, but you know what I mean. No, I know exactly what you mean. Of receiving and allowing and letting things fall into place without us pushing and dragging anything. So how does creativity play a role? Do you use it on a daily basis? Is it, or is it something you tap into when you feel like, oh, something's not fitting, what would be a solution to it? How, does, how do you use creativity? Well, creativity to me is, um, it, it's, it's a manifestation of love. <laughs> like it just, um, it, it connects to, it's something I connect to. And, and I've always been, you know, a creative person. Ideas always come, come to me. I, I used to have this little book and I would write my, like every time I get a cool idea, you know, either of a product, of an app, of, you know, business, I, I write them down. I don't know where they come from. They just mm. keep finding me. And I could be driving, I could be in a shower, I could be working out at the gym and then suddenly an idea hits and I write it down, right? Um, so I, I, I love it. And I think it's, it's really when you are centered um, and we're in, when you're in flow, I think that's when creativity comes, right? And I, I think it's, it's only when, you know, when I'm stressed and I'm, I'm you know, dealing with certain issues, I am least creative, <laughs> right? Ideas do not come to me, right? And I think that's when you gotta just quiet yourself, quiet your mind and go, okay, let me just, just get back to, to this place, get inside myself. And, and when you're not thinking about anything else, that's when these creative ideas and juices start to flow. Yes, um, you've done something really big because so many people, when that stop of flow happens, what they do is they try to push harder where you're saying that. You, you, oh yeah, you can't, it's usually the opposite. Exactly. You can't counter right? it, It's like trying to push a river. You exactly, can't push exactly, a river. Right. exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on here, being so open, sharing so many beautiful things. I will put the, the links into the show notes, but for anyone who wants to learn more, it's brethrenshoes.com. If you want to get involved, please reach out to either of us. You know, I'm happy to connect you guys. Um, and I'm just so excited to see what else you create in the world because I have a very good feeling this is just the beginning. Oh, thank you. Actually, me too. I'm curious as well. Like, I'm going to go to meditation and find out what's coming next. I'm having a business meeting with myself. I'll be back. Exactly. Oh, and one last quick thing. Since you're in New York, if anyone in New York, because I know the company Bumbus is based in New York. Yes. They, they do socks and they donate a pair to homeless. And mm -hmm. I would love to do something with Bumbus. So Bumbus, yeah. you're, if you're listening or anyone involved, please get in touch. I actually, I tried to reach out to the company, but uh, they, they ignored my email. <laughs> well, for now, keep trying. For now, exactly, um, exactly. I had interviewed, have you heard of John's Crazy Socks? I know, I have not. I don't know who they are. Them up. Well, I did a podcast interview with them. There's amazing father-son. Um, the son's name is John, and he um, has Down syndrome, and they opened up this company, and they are just like you, a regular company who also create a lot of awareness. They donate socks to different variety of charities and awarenesses about all different kinds of different levels of abilities and things like that. I am happy to connect you to them. I definitely think it's worth a conversation. Amazing. I'm going to thank you when we hang up because I want you to take a look at them. They're fabulous and you'll love you. them as well. They're absolutely what a duo they were. So, you know, there's so much and so many of us who want to be, you know, bringing this different conversation to the world and also becoming more of a surround sound 
rather than our own little warriors in our own in our own corners, which is one of the reasons why I started this is we are all capable of so much more. And it's time Absolutely. to allow that and stop pegging ourselves against, well, I don't have that what that person has. I don't have what that person has. We don't have to. It's we all rise together here. So thank you so, so, so much for coming on the show. And thank you for this amazing opportunity. Thanks for hanging out with us for another Mavericks in Motion podcast episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review and head over to our Facebook page, Mavericks in Motion, to tell us what other Mavericks you'd love to hear on the show. If you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, you can head over to my website, sharryteagman.com. See you on the next show.